0: many, it'd be better to be here than on the deathbed, is that right? <laughs> Alright, well thanks for coming today, let's have a word of prayer, we'll get into the message. Father, we thank you for your goodness, we thank you for your mercy, we trust that as we share this word today that it'll speak to all of our hearts and uh, bring bring light to us, that we may be able to walk more closely to the will of God and and be the, to be true Christians and to to be the kind of people you want us to be. So we thank you for it, in Jesus' name, amen. You can sit down. Let's open our Bibles here today to 2 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. 2 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. I'm gonna be reading from various different versions today. I normally use the New King James, but some different versions here. Um, I've had this message. The Lord gave the, gave me this message Quite a while ago, many months ago, my wife will tell you. And I just never could get to settling on it. But several weeks ago, I got settled on that we need to share this today. And so uh, there must be a reason for it. So uh, take it to heart and uh, let the Spirit of the Lord speak to you. Um, While you're turning to 2 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, for the past 30 years, I've been observing something among Christians who regularly attend church. Remember, I have a hat that has an O on it. Remember what that O stands for? It stands for observer. Now, you don't want a hat that has a J on it, judgmental, but you want a hat that has an O on it, be an observer. There's nothing wrong with being an observer. You can learn things by observing. And uh, I've been watching something for the past 30 years, Um, and today we're going to take a look at in my opinion the number one thing that stops the blessing and power of God from flowing full strength in Christians lives and actually into church services and this thing we're going to talk about will keep the presence of God from being in manifestation thing we're going to talk about today Notice here in 2 Corinthians, the 12th chapter and the 20th verse, the Living Bible. It'll be on the screen up there if you don't have it. Uh, but 2 Corinthians 12 and 20, the Living Bible on the screen there. The Apostle Paul is writing to the church in Corinth. And he says this, he says, because he's getting ready to, to, to come there and what not he says this in his letter, he said, For I am afraid that when I come to visit you, I won't like what I find. And then you won't like the way I will have to act. Now remember that. You won't like the way I will have to act. He says, I'm coming, but I'm afraid afraid of what I'm going to find when I get there. You're you're not going to like the way I'm going to have to act. And notice what he says. I am afraid that I will find you quarreling and envying each other and being angry with each other and acting big. It's a prideful attitude, the big head, you know. And watch this next one. And saying wicked things about each other and whispering behind each other's backs, filled with conceit and disunity. That's what he was afraid of finding there in this church. Notice again saying wicked things about each other and whispering behind each other's backs. He was afraid that that's what he was going to find. And then he said, and you're not going to like the way, you know, up above, he said, you're not going to like the way I'm going to act. Now, do you know why that they weren't going to like the way that he was going to act? Because he wasn't going to listen to that foolishness and that nonsense. He wasn't going to put up with them quarreling and being angry with each other and saying wicked things about each other and whispering behind each other's backs. He wasn't going to tolerate that and he was going to have to correct that. Notice this in the Message Bible, the same verse in the Message Bible, it'll be on the screen. I'll give them just a few moments to get that up there because they're kind of switching back and forth this morning. But 2 Corinthians 12, 20 in the Message Bible, there it is, same verse. I do admit that I have fears that when I come to you, you'll disappoint me and I'll disappoint you. And in frustration with each other, everything will fall to pieces. Quarrels, jealousy, flaring tempers, taking what? Taking what? Taking what? I'm not hard of hearing, I just wanted you to... Taking sides, angry words. What's those next two words? What were they? Vicious Vicious rumors... Swelled heads and general what? (laughs) Now he's not going to the bar. He's not going to the soap opera. He's going to where? To the church. Vicious rumors. Wow. From my observation over the past 30 years... I want to reiterate this. The number one sin of the church that cripples Christians and congregations is not sexual sin. Although that's bad and that does go on, but that's not the number one thing that cripples churches. Not sexual sin, not cheating, not stealing, and not even speaking words of doubt and unbelief. Now, how many of you know we ought to speak faith? Faith. And all of that, and we, our confession needs to be a confession of faith. But, you know, I honestly believe that God doesn't get nearly as upset with us maybe saying things that's not just right in line with perfect faith. I don't believe He gets as near as upset over that as He does when we're spreading vicious rumors and talking bad about one another behind each other's backs. Did you hear what I just said? And, and, and as a pastor for years, early on particularly, I centered in on this, this side of things. You know, well, we need to speak in line with the Word of God. We need to, you know, our confession needs to, you know, say, you know, call those things that be not as though they are. And speak unto the mountain. And we still need to do that. But you need to understand that all of that is worthless if you turn around and go right over here and talk bad about somebody. Did you get what I just said? Because when you're talking bad about somebody, you're not walking in love. And faith works by love, doesn't it? And the number one thing that cripples Christians and, and, and cripples churches and congregations is not a sexual thing, a stealing, a cheating thing. It's not even speaking words of doubt and unbelief. But, he, but this is what it is saying wicked things about each other and whispering behind each other's backs, spreading vicious rumors. That's the number one thing that I've watched over all these years in in multitudes of different churches, including this one, that has absolutely crippled Christians and crippled congregations. Titling this message, speaking for just a few moments this morning, titling it Tattletales. Tattletales. Real loud, say tattletales. 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 Now when I'm talking about a tattletale, I'm talking about a tale bearer, a gossip, a slanderer, a rumor spreader. And are you ready for this one? Someone that listens to rumors and listens to gossip. I'm going to tell you right now, the person that listens to it and tolerates it is just as guilty as the one spreading it and sharing it. Did you hear what I just said? That's why those Christians weren't going to like Paul. They weren't going to like him. Why? Because he wasn't going to listen to vicious rumors. He wasn't going to listen to Christians whispering about one another behind somebody, you know, Talking bad about one another behind each other's backs. Do you, you understand that? You need to understand this is this is something that this is this is if you take all the other sins put together and times them by probably a hundred, it doesn't even come close to this thing that I'm talking about here this morning, of talking bad about folks behind their backs and taking sides and spreading vicious rumors and things like that. That 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 cripples Christians and congregations worse than anything else look at James the third chapter in the second verse James the third chapter in the second verse out of the New King James version here James 3 verse 2 New King James let's read this and this was James he was a pastor and the Spirit of God was speaking through him to the church to, to actually a bunch of churches actually but nonetheless for we all stumble in many things is anybody perfect in here I know I'm not If anyone does not stumble in word, he's a perfect man. That doesn't mean perfect like perfect, it means mature. Able also to bridle the whole body. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths uh, that they may obey us, and we turn their, their whole body. Look also at ships. Although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member... And boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. You know what starts a big, massive forest fire? A little spark. A little match. One little match can burn down hundreds of thousands of acres. That's how it starts. That's what he's comparing the tongue to. Verse 6. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature and is set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird and reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no man can tame the tongue. It's an unruly evil full of deadly poison. Full of, full of what? Deadly poison. Full of deadly poison. Now look at this next verse here. For with it, we bless our God and Father, and with it, with the tongue, we curse men who have been made in the similitude or in the likeness of God. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, notice he's talking to church people here. He's talking to Christians. These things ought not to be so. These things ought not to be so. What things? Well, cursing men. I've already watched this. I've watched this over many, been doing this a long time. I've watched people come to church and hallelujah, praise God, amen, isn't Jesus wonderful, hallelujah, brother, hallelujah, sister, even give a message in tongues and interpret it and You know, my God shall supply all of my need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. With Jesus stripes I'm healed. And they'll do all that and then they'll go right out to the restaurant after the service and they'll sit there and they'll talk bad not only about the pastor or they'll talk bad about other people and just run them down. And they just got done in the service. Oh, we bless you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We give you honor and glory. We bless you, Lord. Have you heard about that, John? He's a bum. Now, what did I just do? You're really not. I'm teasing with it. But that's what people do. I don't know if they talk bad about you, but you know what I'm... Huh? Is that right? I know it's right. I've watched it for over 30 years. What it, what's that an example of? Just got done blessing God with my tongue, and then what did I do? I cursed man. And what does he say? These things ought not to be so. Paul said, when I get to you, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid that I'm going to find this in the church. And then you're not going to like the way that I act. Okay, let's turn this around here. Let's pretend he just called him a bum. You can beat him up afterwards. (laughs) Now if I'm a a, a Christian, here's what I've got to say. What do you think you're doing? You shouldn't talk bad about him like that. He's a child of God. He's created in the likeness of God. Now that's how a Christian would respond. That's how a man of God would respond. A tattletale won't like that response. Did you hear what I just said? Now I'm just using these guys as examples. I could use any one of us. But you understand? Say something bad about somebody. Just make something up. Dear, dear sister, what difference does that make? Well, they just weren't appropriate. Well, says who? Well, they didn't match her God. Dear sister, dear sister, listen, <laughs> listen. Now, God made that, that other sister and, and she's been made in the likeness of God. And you have no business talking bad about her. Now, a tattletale, now, did I just do the right thing? Yeah. I did something that not only a man of God would do, but I did something that a Christian, just a Christian. Do you understand? Now a tattletale isn't gonna like that. But guess what? That tattletale is probably not gonna tattle to me anymore. Is that right? Amen. That's right. And you see, I, I didn't listen I, I I listened to it, but I didn't put up with it. And you know how to shut it down as quick as anything else? Let's pray for that dear sister. And let's pray that she'll, you know, the Lord will give her some insight into shoe buying. But you know, dear friends, this is really a serious thing that, I, that I've that i watched over a lot of years. It just stops the flow of the, of the Spirit of God because he does not like that kind of stuff. He doesn't like talking bad about people. He just doesn't. He, he won't fellowship with that. He just won't. Um, let's go to... Leviticus 19 and 16 in the living Bible. Leviticus 19 and 16 in the Living Bible. It'll be on the on the screen up there if you don't have that version. But notice in Leviticus 19, 16, the Living Bible, those first two words pretty much sum it all up. Don't what? Gossip. Don't what? Gossip. Don't gossip. Don't be a tattletale. Just don't do it. And that's one verse, but you, you, know, you can go throughout the Bible and find multitudes of verses that tell us just what that says right there. And then it goes on and it says, Don't falsely accuse your neighbor of some crime. Don't falsely accuse your neighbor of some crime. Now you know a false accusation, do you know what a false accusation is? It's a rumor, isn't it? And Paul said, when I get there, I'm afraid that I'm going to find you spreading vicious rumors, false accusations, things going around that's not true. The Bible says, don't do it. Notice Proverbs 11 verse 13 in the Living Bible. Proverbs 11 verse 13 says this, a gossip, a tattletale Goes around spreading what? Spreading rumors. rumors. What is a rumor? It's a false accusation. They go around spreading lies. While a trustworthy man tries to quiet them. Tries to quiet what? Rumors. And so what do we learn about a tattletale? What do we learn about a gossip from that one verse? Well, one thing we learn they're not trustworthy. Always be watchful of a person that says, well, you can tell me, I won't tell anybody else. What would they just tell you? They just told you it's going to go all over the place. <laughs> a tattletale, a gossip goes around spreading rumors. Are rumors true or are they false? False. A trustworthy man tries to quiet them. See, that's what Paul was going to have to do. He was going to have to quiet some stuff. He was concerned about that they weren't going to like him. What I did to my wife right there, see, you know, when she was talking bad about that other lady's shoes, I had to quiet it. You see what I'm saying? You getting anything? Very sobering here today. How many of you want the power of God flowing in your life? I'm telling you, this, this this isn't the only thing, but this is... This is a big deal, I'm telling you, what we're talking about today. Um, Let me show you something else about rumors. Um, Proverbs 18 and 8. Proverbs 18 and 8, Living Bible. And you need to understand something about your flesh. Notice what the Bible says here about rumors. What dainty morsels rumors are. They are eaten with great relish. What dainty morsels rumors are. They're comparing these, these lies, rumors, lies, to dainty, the Bible's comparing them to dainty morsels. Something that you'd really... Have you ever seen, you know, like a hors d'oeuvre tray and you look at that and boy, those things look good and you just can't wait to dive in. Well, that's what the Bible is saying rumors are and you need to understand something about your flesh. It says that these rumors are eaten with great relish. That means that you're You know, it's almost, I guess, this uses the word relish, (laughs) almost like getting a a hot dog, you know, and just, you know, the rumors like the hot dog, boy, we're going to put some relish on it and some mustard and eat it. (laughs) That's what your flesh likes to do. You need to understand that. The flesh loves to listen to a tattletale. Did you hear what I just said? You need to understand that about yourself. You see, you may well be born again, that you're a Christian, but you still have this flesh to deal with. And you have to understand the flesh loves to listen to a tattletale. And I'm telling you, listening to a tattletale perpetuates gossip. It perpetuates rumors. It causes them to continue on. Like just a moment ago, you know, when I did this example with my wife, I, I stopped something, didn't I? but what typically happens is she told me something about the shoes now I go over and say you know what, you know Ethel she's got just these horrible shoes you know, they're horrible and then he tells him and then he tells and then you understand and by the time it gets around the room it's not shoes anymore it's, you know, she's been doing something else that's horrible is that right? isn't that how rumors go? Listening to a tattletale will perpetuate gossip, perpetuates rumors. And and, and I said it a while ago, I'll say it again. The listener is just as guilty. The tattletalee is just as guilty as the tattletaler. Do you hear what I just said? In case you missed it, I'll say it again. The tattletalee is just as guilty as the tattletaler. Did you know rumors and gossip are junk food? I said, rumors and gossip are junk food. Real loud, say junk food. junk food. And they feed the dark desires of the flesh. Did you know your flesh still likes to be fed? Even though you're a Christian, you need to be feeding your spirit. And the Bible talks about we need to be crucifying our flesh. You can feed your flesh. And one thing that the flesh just loves, I'm talking about Christians been born again thirty years filled with the Spirit of God. I'm talking about I watch it. they still, they're feeding, they're still babies, they never have grown in spiritual things, they're not feeding themselves spiritual things, they're not feeding themselves the word of God, they're feeding on rumors and gossip and, and hearsay and this this kind of junk and that kind of junk and they feed the dark desires of the flesh. Look at this next verse, I really think you're going to like this next verse, Proverb Proverbs 26, 22. Proverbs 26, 22 in the Message Bible. Proverbs 26, 22 Proverbs 26, in the Message Bible. I want you to see this. Proverbs 26, 22. Look at this. Listening, listening. Now, it's not talking about the tattletale-er now. They play a role, but now it's talking about the tattletalee, the listener. Listening to gossip is like eating what? Cheap candy. Cheap candy. Do you want junk like that in your belly? Huh? The Bible just asks you a question. Do you want junk like that in your belly? I know I don't. Have you ever been walking down the street and you look down and you see an old lifesaver or you see an old piece of candy that somebody would had, had in their mouth for a while and then for whatever reason they spit it out and it's been laying there for a couple of days and people have been walking on it and all kinds of dirt around it. How many of us would look down at that and say, Oh, Wow. Candy. Man, and pick it up and put it in your mouth. Now, you know what? A baby might do that. Is that right? A, a, a Who? A, a baby might do that. Right? But but a, a, an adult, you look at that. How many of you are going to look at that and say, Wow, Whoa, look at that. Ooh, a piece of candy. Whoa, wow. And just pick it up and put it in your mouth and start sucking on it. How, how many would do that? But you know what? Christians do that all the time. Hey, have you heard? Would you put that picture back up there, a tattletale picture? I like that picture my wife put together. They do this all the time. See that? Look at that. (laughs) Isn't that just the way it works? Look at that. We ought to take a minute, look at that. She's got some juicy something or other and she just and what's really happened? She just found a dirty old little piece of candy, right? And she just put it in her mouth, sucked on it for a while, and now what she's spitting in his ear. now she's spitting it in his ear. <laughs> and boy, he's just he's just eating it up. He's, you know what he's doing there? He's feeding the dark desires of the flesh. Yeah. Now what you see right there? That what you see right there is the number one thing that keeps the power of God from flowing in Christians' lives and in church services. It's not just today. Paul dealt with it 2,000 years ago. People haven't changed much. Do you want junk like that in your belly? And look at Proverbs 20, verse 19, New Living Translation. Proverbs 20. This is very sobering today. But we all need to hear it, including me. Proverbs 2019, New Living Translation. But the Lord did want this shared today for some reason, so we're just tr- trusting that we're being obedient to Him. Proverbs 2019, New Living Translation. A gossip, a tattletale, goes around telling secrets, so don't Hang around with chatterers. Don't hang around with them. There's been... Back when I was younger, back years ago, even when we first got into ministry, boy, I just love to sit down and just listen. what's, What's going on over that church? What's going on over that church? What's going on with this one? What's going on in that one? But I mean, the Lord just jerked that out of me a long time ago and got this across to me a long time ago that he won't, I want to run with him. How about you? And as long as you're wanting this kind of cheap candy, the Lord's not going to run with you. I mean, you can still be saved, go to heaven, he'll deal with you at the judgment seat of Christ and all of that. But I'm telling you, you're not going to have a close intimate walk with God if you're eating a cheap candy. Do you hear what I just said? The gossip. And the and, and so the Lord's been working on me for a long time. I've not yet arrived, but I'm headed that way. I'm not tolerating gossip and, and, and rumors. Did, did you hear what I just said? And I'm not going to hang around with people that do that. I just don't want to be around those folks. You know, uh, God doesn't want to be around those folks. He loves them. I love them, but I'm just not going to hang around. You know, there's been some people I've had to cut, cut relationships with. Cut fellow, well, fellowships, relationships with because they're just going to be this way and that's the way they're going to be and they're not going to change and I've talked to some of them about it and they just aren't going to change and so you just have to cut it off. Did you hear what I just said? Because if you don't they're going to keep spreading that junk right on into you. How many how many garbage how many of you are garbage cans? I didn't see any hands go up, but that's what that guy is acting as right there. He's a He's a what? He's a garbage being a garbage can and she's spewing the garbage. You still love me? Well yeah, one person. Praise God. I lost everybody else. Huh? Oh, all right. So don't hang around with chatterers. Proverbs eighteen thirteen. Proverbs eighteen thirteen. Proverbs eighteen thirteen. New Living Translation. Here's something else that happens. Oh my goodness. It goes right in with this. Notice what it says. Spouting off before listening to the facts is both shameful and foolish. And that's something else that goes right along with this. So and so tells somebody about something and when they hear it, right away they just believe that it's so. And then they just, without getting all the facts, they go out and they spew it to somebody else. And then they spew it to somebody else. And then they spew it to somebody else. And then they spew it to somebody else. I want to make this very clear that when you hear gossip, rumors, when you hear that stuff, you need to realize that what you're being told is not true. Do you understand that? Now there might be an element of truth to it. And that's how rumors a lot of times get started. There's an element of truth. There's an element of truth, but something, you know, gets gets off kilter and then and then that rumor is spread and then somebody hears it and then without getting all the facts, that person just they spout off and then they tell somebody and then and then there you go. And and it used to be it was just by the mouth or the telephone, but now we've got what? We've got email, and we've got Facebook, Twitter, and on it goes. <laughs> What's really, in, in, they're still listing ways to spread gossip back there, different ways to do it. Yeah, as good as those inventions are, you know, good inventions can be used for evil things. And you know, like the one time I opened up an an email (laughs) and it had got shot around about five or six different times. And the person that shot it onto me had forgot to erase something at the top. And so I opened it up and there it is a nice expose on what a creep I am. (laughs) Isn't that something? This is years back now. Isn't that something? And what they were saying about me, there, w- <laughs> there was an element of truth in it, but they didn't have the whole thing. So if you just had that one little element, you'd think I was a creep. But if you heard the whole story, then I'm not. You need to realize that when you hear something, you need to get the whole, the whole story. Did you hear me? Somebody comes and tells me something bad about somebody. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, you know, I'm going, I'm not going to perpetuate it. I'm not going li- to. I don't want to hear bad stuff about people. But then, okay, let's uh, let's call them on the phone, and let's talk about it. And let's see if what you're telling me is true. Let's call them into my office. Let's bring them in. We'll all sit and talk, and let's see. Now you know what that does. Do you think a tattletale, when they come to tattle to me and I say, hold it, just hold on, let's get so-and-so, we can get them in here in 15 minutes. Let's bring them in the office, we'll sit and I want to find out if what you're saying's true and let's let them... Do you know what... Do you, will a tattletale like that? No. Oh, 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 oh no. They'll be hightail, they won't be a tattletale, they'll be <laughs> hightailing it out. Is that right? And you know what? I've done this a few times over the years and when I sit down and hear what that person... That tattletale said to me, there was an element of truth in it, but, but when you hear the whole thing, it wasn't so. What was being said about him? Did you hear me? They've done studies already. If I started up here and told my wife something, and then she told him, and then he told him, and then he came over, and just by the time it got in the back of the room... You're not going to have the same story that started. Did you understand that, folks? You need to understand that when somebody brings a, a, a some some cheap candy to you, a, a dirty morsel, your flesh is going to like it. You got to resist. You got to resist gossip just like you'd resist pornography. Can you say amen? amen. You've got to resist it and not tolerate it because. As things, they've done studies, as things move around, the the story gets changed and it gets tweaked and you add something in that wasn't there originally. I'm going slow. I want you to think about this. Over the years, this is is a lesson I had to learn. I learned this the hard way. Over the years, and I'll close here in just a minute. I won't keep you too long, but I want you to hear this over the years i've had uh folks that would would come this is back when I was younger and you know aren't isn 't it good we can learn things as we go? Maybe you can listen to me and this will help you but as a pastor i've had this happen some over the years, and people would come from another church and they'd begin you know and they they were disgruntled when they left and they came here and they attended for a while and then they wanted to meet with with me and you know to, to, to talk and they'd sit down and they started up well you know about my pastor my former pastor and then and then the people over there and then you know this over there you know what I mean when I'm going there they start saying stuff and so I'd sit there and I'd listen to them and then, you know, after they leave, I think, golly, I wonder what is going on over there. I mean, you know, that, that you know, and and uh, you know what? As time came and went, on several of those, I actually, in the process of time, got to talk with their pastor. And the things that they were saying, there was an element of truth in it, But when you got his side of the story, he should be real glad those people left. Did you hear what I just said? Because the problem wasn't with him, the problem was with them. And you know what I've learned about these kind of people? That the very thing that they did to their former pastor, guess what? happened in the process of time guess what happened guess what happened they did it to to me and so i've learned that you know, if somebody says to me, "Well, Pastor, I want to, I, 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 I want to sit down and tell you all the problems about my former pastor and my former church," I want to tell you all. That. I'm not going to listen to that. And then they'll say, "Well, if you won't listen to it, then I just won't attend your church." And then I'll say, "Thank you very much." <laughs> I don't mean that ugly, but why do I, why do I say that? Because if I'll sit and listen to that, then I'm going to perpetuate that, and and. In the process of time, they're going to do it to me. Listen, I'm not listening to that stuff. I'm just not going to do it. And I, I, it'd be nice if those folks would repent, wouldn't it? And you, don't, you need to understand, there's no perfect pastors. There's no perfect churches. I'm not a perfect pastor. This is not a perfect church. There aren't any. Do you understand that? Do you realize that there aren't any? But, and I realize there's some situations out there that are very unhealthy. Some pastors that are very spiritually unhealthy and some churches that are... I understand that. But when you come out... And sometimes you have to leave those things. I said, sometimes you have to leave those things. They're just so unhealthy. But when you leave them, leave them. You hear me? The Lord directs you, leave them. Get out. And leave it in your past. Don't go to the new place and and perpetuate it. Can you say amen? amen. Just move on. You okay? I mean, I, I like it when people come and when people come and hook up with us. It's it's a blessing. But, but uh, you know, no matter what's happened in your past, you know, we have to get over it and move on. And we're, if you've been hurt in a spiritual relationship by a pastor, we understand that and, and all of that. But, but the, the, the answer to it is not for, for three years running, running him down or for three months or long. The answer to it is, is just leave it in your past, repent, forgive, and move on, amen? If you need to repent anything, repent. But I've dealt with these people and they've come to disgruntled and 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 I, I've sat and listened to it and I'm ashamed to admit that I have over the days gone by. But I've repented. Not, I, I mean, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. So we're not going to do that no more. okay? Are you okay? Let's think the best of folks and walk in love. Is that all right? I'm not boring you. I'm going a little long today because... Let's close this up. Let's go a few more verses, real fast, because this—I just want you to get to Proverbs twenty-six twenty. How many of you want to walk in health and healing? How many of you want to have, if sickness hits your body, you want the power of God available to heal you? And, and so we're going to close on that note here. Proverbs twenty-six twenty, New King James Version. Where there is no wood, the fire goes out. It's pretty simple. And where there is no tail bearer, where there is no tattletale, what happens? Strife Strife ceases. Strife ceases. What? The book of James says that where strife is, there's confusion and every evil work. You see, tattletales, gossips, Rumor bearers live in an atmosphere of strife through which the power of God will not flow or conduct. Did you get what I just said? Oh, be listening right now. Tattletales, gossips, rumor bearers, rumor spreaders, people that listen to that stuff live in an atmosphere of strife through which the power of God will not flow or conduct. Did you hear what I just said? I said, did you hear what I just said? I'm going to say that again. Tattletales, gossips, rumors, spreaders, uh, they live in an atmosphere of strife through which the power of God will not flow or conduct. Look at Proverbs 12, 18, New Living Translation. Proverbs 12, 18, New Living Translation. Proverbs 12, 18 says, some people make cutting remarks. This is talking about Tattletales. They make cutting remarks. But the words of the wise bring what? Bring healing. Let me tell you something, that these tale bearers, these tattletales, these gossips, they create an atmosphere of strife around them through which the power of God will not flow or conduct and these these cutting remarks that are made and, and all of this, it, it creates that atmosphere. And from this scripture, we can learn that the power of God, the healing power of God will not flow through that. And, and, and here's what I want you to listen to very closely because I've watched this. I've observed it. These tattletales and these gossips and these rumor bearers When they're doing this gossiping, when they're doing this rumor bearing, when they're When they're doing this side taking, when they're doing all this stuff, it's all a lot of fun. And the flesh likes it, and you get a group of those people that'll run in a pack. They run in a pack like wolves and they're just they're having it. They're just having a great time chewing somebody up or tearing some pastor up or tearing this one up or tearing that one up. And it's a lot of ha 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 ha. A lot of fun. But the Bible says that calamity will eventually come on these people. Did you hear what I just said? Calamity will eventually come on these people. And then when the doctor gives them a diagnosis that the doctors can't help them, there's no medicine that can help, there's no nothing that can help, and the doctors give them a diagnosis that's beyond the help of medical science, then all of a sudden these people, who do they need all of a sudden? They need God, don't they? Don't they? Who do they need? They need God. Now here's what happens. They've created an atmosphere around them of strife through their tattletaling and going on, and now all of a sudden... They're going to ask Christians to pray the prayer of faith for them to get them healed. And I'm here today to tell you as a man of God under the anointing of the Spirit of God that the prayer of faith will not be effective in praying for such people to get them healed. <gasps> I'll say that again in case you didn't get it. The prayer of faith will not be effective to get those people healed. I'm talking about these tattletales. I'm talking about these people that ought to know, but it will not be, a fa- you can pray the prayer of faith for them. You can anoint them with oil. You can go down to Walmart and buy all the oil down there and dump it all on their head. You can have the elders come in. You can have, and it will do no good. you know what the answer is? Do you know what the answer for them is? What's the answer? Tell me what the answer is. The answer is not, I'm not against praying. I'm all, I'm all for praying, but you can, I've watched this over many years. You can pray for these people. All you want, nothing's gonna happen. You know what they have to do? They have to what? Repent. And when they repent, and I mean a full, turn, full about face and repent and get before God and repent, then they walk out of that atmosphere of strife and they move over into an atmosphere of love And now the power of God is available to heal them and they can be healed if they'll really repent. And if they'll get over in that place of repentance, God will forgive them and then the prayer of faith will be effective. Did you hear what I just said? I said, did you hear what I just said? The back of the bulletin today, there's several scriptures. I'd advise you to take a bulletin copy and, and meditate. There's some scriptures on the back of the bulletin about, about this subject. It'll be helpful to you. And we'll close in Psalm 141.3. I know I went a little long today, but I think it's, it's well spent. You know, time, time under the word of God is well spent. Amen. Look at this. Psalms 141.3. I'm sorry that was my fault Psalm 141.3 New King James Version Thank you She's doing a great job With those scriptures Psalms Is that right? There is no Psalm Psalm 141. Psalm, Psalm You're in Proverbs That's right. They both start with a P You're doing good I'm teasing Psalms Because people say Well pastor Didn't you read in the book of James That no man can tame the tongue Yeah we read that no man can tame it. But what did the psalmist say? And let's put that in the New King James Version. Look at this. New King James. Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Yep, no man can tame the tongue, but God can tame it. And if you'll ask him and give him permission, I asked him this a long time ago. Set a guard over my Mouth, but I believe also we can ask Him to set a guard over our ears. That that when first of all I'm not going to spread rumors, I'm not going to spread gossip, I'm not going to be a person of it, I'm not going to do it. And not only that, but set a guard over my ears that when people start feeding this trash into me, that that that, that guard will be there, and, and, and that I'll and, and and the Lord will help you to not listen to it and not speak it. Can you say Amen? amen. Stand with me if you would. Heads bowed, eyes closed. If you're here today and you've never repented of your sins and you've never asked Jesus into your heart, you've never received him as your savior, I wanna tell you that you need to do that, okay? Because really there is a heaven above and there is a hell beneath. And, and, And God doesn't want anybody to go to hell. And how do you miss hell and make heaven? How do you do it? Simply by repenting of your sins. That just means turning away from your sins and just inviting Jesus into your into your life. It, you can get saved that quick. You become a Christian that quick. Miss hell, make heaven. And then have the life of God deposited in you where he'll help you to live a victorious life. So if you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, if you've never done what I just talked about, there'll be some men and women standing up here in the front when I dismiss. You just come on up here and say, hey, I want to know Jesus. And